0: This is the Horse Radio Network.
1: This is episode 416 of the Dressage Radio Show on the Horse Radio Network, brought to you by Kentucky Performance Products and TotalSaddleFit.com. Today we've got a great discussion about half-pass with trainer slash judge Suzanne Hamilton. Karen Iceberg talks to us about feeding for horse shows, and of course we've got a great trainer tip.
2: This is Reese Koffler Stanfield from Georgetown, Kentucky.
1: And this is Philip Parks from Rockwood, Ontario. And you're listening to the Deschamps Radio Show with our producer, Coach Jen.
3: Hello. Yes. Uh, do we have to
1: wish you a happy birthday last week?
3: I don't remember. Last week is so <laughs> long ago. Gosh. <laughs> okay. Worry, we're God. all God. like, <gasps> <good>. never mind. <laughs> Did I have a birthday really? <laughs> that <Did> happened. You? <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: Well, I, I did you. too, so that's okay.
3: Happy birthday, Philip thanks buddy oh
2: gosh i forgot to sorry philip i forgot to text you That's
1: happy okay. birthday it happens on a very busy kentucky weekend is my birthday it, it,
2: it, it is always during derby and i always forget to text you happy birthday <laughs> phil actually i think i texted you happy birthday with a like, bourbon you did, you did. So yeah well, we were, i was I said, thinking of you
1: day and you said happy birthday so that was good no.
2: yeah so i'm not the worst friend on the planet <laughs> well how are you guys today
1: Doing good. The weather's turning around. We're getting ready to a horse show. I love um, it.
3: Life is good. Yeah. Yay. Life is good. It's so exciting. <laughs> I love yeah. it. All of Canada is getting happy again. Yes.
2: <laughs> <Sorry>. Everybody <laughs> can defrost. Yes. The whole whole country. I love it. And happy Mother's Day to all the mommies out there. And actually, Pretty much all of us are mommies because we take care of four-legged creatures all the time. Dogs, cats, horses. I consider Husband. myself a mommy. Husbands, sometimes four-legged <laughs> creatures. <laughs> so happy Mother's Day to everybody out there for sure. And to my mom and Phil's mom, they're super supportive of us in the show. And so we wanted to give them a good shout out today for sure. Nice
1: job. Good idea, Ria. Hey.
2: Idea. <laughs> well, we my
1: also forgotten a lot. Because, I know. You know so lovely. She's
2: lovely. She's such a nice lady. She's amazing. lovely made you the writer you are today. My in my in my mom too, or had a big yeah. big part in it, you know? Yes. Yeah, so
1: absolutely, absolutely
2: moms were driving forces in our careers and uh thankfully my mom is still there for me to hey mom i need someone to drive with me to florida okay yeah, you? Know, does like, that with you
1: huh? that's pretty funny.
2: she's very good about driving me places and she's part truck driver so um she's really good at it <laughs> i'm like snoozing away and my mom like it's like you give her some chocolate and she can go for hours it's amazing so uh big shout out to them for for all they still do to us even as we're adults and and have our businesses we couldn't do without our moms so i hope all the moms out there have a wonderful mother's day and uh in the horse shows that are going on <laughs> the moms that are yeah. probably a horse lot shows of are moms there.
1: braiding my mom used to yes. braid for me my mom yeah. still
2: braids <laughs> yeah. yeah. for me phil let's to be real here
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> i'm not gonna good. lie so i love it
1: well, well, we've, we've a- got a great show this yeah. week, don't we?
2: We do. And we're still on. Are doing this really wonderful segments on other uh, movements. And we've had such great feedback and we like to continue to have them. And if anybody has uh, specific questions about the movements that we've covered, uh, we're happy to go back and review them as always. We like listener and uh, feedback. So uh, today we've got a great commercial. Right after this commercial break, we're going to come back and talk about Half Past.
3: Vitamin E is a powerful antioxidant that supports healthy muscle and nerve function by limiting cellular damage. Green grass is the best source of vitamin E for horses, but most horses don't spend enough time grazing to meet their needs. Hay, grain, and winter pasture provide little to no natural vitamin E. To ensure your horse's vitamin E requirements are met, choose Elevate. Elevate contains a readily available source of natural vitamin E. Elevate is cost-effective and easy to feed. To learn more about Elevate, visit the Kentucky Performance Products website at kppusa.com. Well,
2: continuing on this very popular series, we are so happy to have Susanna Hamilton. She is a large art judge and an FEI rider, trainer, USDF gold medalist. Susanna, welcome to the program. Hi, Ruth. We're so happy to have you back.
4: Yeah, I'm, I'm excited to be here. Well, and, and you know, program.
2: you do such a great job from a, a trainer's perspective and and a judge, uh, which is something that's fantastic. So tonight we are talking half-pass. That's our topic for tonight. So um, let's get started. When you start thinking about as a trainer, so we're, we're wearing the trainer hat first, um, when do you mm-hmm. start half-pass? What are some things that you're looking for? Uh, all the good stuff about half pass.
4: Well, that that really varies between you know what i have if i if I start my horse in the half pass or if I start my rider in a half pass um uh, for either what has to be really solid is uh, the throughness the connection, the bend um, shoulder end should be very solid travers should be very solid as this is just um as half-pass, it's just really a variation of the travers. You know, it's executed on a diagonal line instead of on the wall. So um, the bend, the connection, that all has to be really solid for the horse. Um, if you have a horse that's really good at half-pass and you have a rider that, um, you know, you want to train your rider to do that, it's, it's, it's sometimes very confusing for, for um, these guys to go from, um you know you practice your travers your runway, rendez- your shoulder ends, and you go in the half pass and suddenly they turn into pretzels and uh, <laughs> <laughs> and the bad so, pretzel. um yeah. and you know and it's it's really i i think um it's so easy to just overthink the half pass where you know you keep it simple, you keep the thought of travers in the back of your head um you know you're you're in a good place.
1: So what is the first thing that like, okay, so you're starting, you're sitting on your horse, he's confirmed kind of second level. We're thinking about third level, you know, we're, we're going to start training a little bit of half pass. What do you do? How do you start?
4: Um, you know, again, I, I, I work them I, if they're moving off my leg they they can move in a traver again, so important traver, um, that the horse is able to bend around my inside leg. Um, I will then start, I, I will just, I myself will just pick a diagonal line if the horse is solid in the travers and, and take it on, you know, half pass is, um, it, it should be slightly bent around the inside leg of the rider. So for more freedom, you know, mobility of the shoulders and, and the forehand should always be slightly in, in advance of the quarters. Um, because it, as you know, that the, the front of the horse it's slightly narrower than the quarters. And so, um, you want to have that little bit of fraction more in the right direction of the movement, which is, you know, forehand, you fix that by taking the forehand slightly first, um, uh, definition is the, you know, the outside legs pass and cross in front of the inside legs. Um, you want the horse looking in the direction where it's moving, um, and for me, the most important thing is that you keep the same cadence and balance throughout that movement. You know, I, once you have a, once you're solid at the trave at the wall, you pick an imaginary line, um, you know, say H to F you turn, you, you I, I usually put my horse in a slight shoulder four position, I, I let him look at the letter that I'm half-passing towards and then add the Travers to that line. Yeah, that makes absolute sense. No, that makes absolute sense.
1: I was going to say for me, um, because I think the biggest thing that the horses start to do is sort of a leg yield and start falling towards the opposite wall. Yes. You know, so yes. I always started yeah. thinking a little bit, instead of, you know, we know that Travers should be a little bit 4 track. But when I start my half pass on the diagonal line, I want to make sure that I do it a little bit three track with very little angle. So that yeah. two things, I can keep that horse moving forward and I yeah. can keep that horse off of my inside leg. So if I'm coming from the exactly. right rein,
4: yeah,
1: my right when leg have, is going to be when, the inside when leg. When I have a new yeah.
4: person, when I have this new person in the half pass and we have just worked the travia, which you said is the 35 degree angle, what I do is I have them... Get the the nose, the neck, the shoulder onto the diagonal line, and just add what they can handle at first. Um, yeah, the back t- Towards angle. that yeah. same angle, yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah. Because the biggest thing is just the horse collapsing and and falling sideways. I see that. I mean, I think that's the most common thing in training the leg yield. Is that the horse just kind of straightens out where the chest starts facing A or C, and the horse just crossing over and the rider going yeah good boy because i mean everybody thinks that the that the half pass is more crossing more crossing more crossing but if you do right. that you tend to lose your forward ability and lose the entire balance of what you're trying to do you know i always try yes, and tell I people that, that and
4: then they're judging lot yeah and that really is lack of bend through the yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. is that uh, a half pass is a bending exercise not a sideways yeah. going exercise right the only mm-hmm. sideways going exercise ever is leg yield the rest is all bending so again if you can keep yes. a minimal angle you can make a larger angle but not yeah. so not in, it doesn't work in the reverse if you can't keep a minimum angle more more angle more bend is is actually impossible so i Correct. think that's yes. i think that's so yeah. huge Is start easy start with a really long line start with a minimal crossing and then you're, you're working in the right way and working in good balance.
4: Yes. Yes, absolutely. And anything, you know, the nice thing is when you, when you do your imaginary lines, you know, you can start, you can start, say you have a 20 by 40 arena. You can start by sending a rider or a horse that's new to it onto the center line and take the entire, you know, entire line mm-hmm you know um for your for your beginning half pass it's when you know later you can perhaps do the h to f or m k you know across the whole arena and then in the you know it we all know eventually when you have the ultimate collection the ultimate bend and and you want more crossing it it ends in the grand prix you know where you can make two lines through the whole, you know, arena, yeah, one or yeah, two evening, the, and the the back to the, the other way. Yeah. So it's it's um, you know, definitely uh, definitely there are steps to it. But um, yeah, uh, really suppleness and bandage is
2: Key. Is is key. And and I think too, angle is always a big question. And so I think it's always yeah. good to think, you know, or even lay a pull down. Like if you are coming out and you wanna do a half pass like the line you were saying from the center line over, you know, there is a there's a line, an imaginary line of where you're going. And so yeah. you can even lay a pole down or, for example, if you're going to. I've been known to draw it with my yeah. foot in the sand. Mm, yeah, absolutely. Draw a, so so sand. They- draw. draw a line in the sand so people can see, okay, this is the line that the horses it are going on.
4: Beforehand. On the line. On the line.
2: Yeah. And that's a really, really helpful exercise. Or, you know, you can do that, like, from from the, if you're going to go in your test, like, from the corner to the center line. Again, that's perfect. You can even draw a line or lay poles down, however you want to do it, so that you can kind of see um, from that perspective. Because, again, it's easy to. Well, sometimes it depends on the horse, but you can go way too sideways and, and that's not yes. good for the horses. It's not that's better not good for their legs. Yeah, it's not, not, better. not better. It's, it's one of those things you have to really have to pay attention. Right. And, and then, you know, fluidity. exactly. Yeah. And then I always think, okay, you know, the other thing is that the, the use of the inside leg a lot of I think riders, like we've been saying, it's a bending exercise. So a lot of riders oh, right. yeah. don't have the inside leg on, and so inside the inside
1: seat bone, inside leg, yeah, absolutely. The inside seat
2: bone. So the horse is right. right. the or they're like, why can't I can you know, or or if you're coming from a shoulder in or something, and you you're having trouble controlling that, that's what's happening. Right. Is, is a lot of times you're not sort of establishing, okay, you're gonna bend around my inside leg and my inside seat bone. Um, that's one of the things that yeah, inside that I, leg yeah inside leg to outside drink still, applies. still but applies very much so it, it which is hard a concept to think about in the half past because yes. you're you're doing that but you're going the you know from from the right from the if you just think about it, you're like, well, what do you mean? I'm still connected that way because I'm going the opposite direction. And it's like, no, no, no. Your inside leg is what sort of helping stabilize that. Uh, it's something I, I, I happen to think about it. Cause I was teaching a lesson today. I said, Whoa, you know, we lost complete control uh, because the writer's inside leg was off. And so uh, it was like, oh, oh, come on, keep that inside leg down. Uh, so as I'm teaching the half pass or introducing it, I make sure that my writers understand how important of a segment that is. That's really
1: important. Yeah. Well, yeah. We, well you don't want. Yeah, you don't want to end up with the neck bent to the right and the body bent to the left.
4: Bad. Yes. Correct. So, so, <laughs> yes.
1: Yeah. You have to show the inside bend through the entire horse. And an easy way, an easy exercise to sort of help think about half pass in the correct way is that you only ride, you know, the traver bend for a couple of strides and then you turn it back into shoulder in. So helpful ways to adjust correct. the horse. That you get back yeah. on your inside seat bone or leg yield back in the same direction you just came from, so that you're always pushing the horse from your inside seat bone, inside leg. You don't have to always cross yeah. the entire arena or make all the way to the center line with your half passes. Just do a couple of strides, a good section, and then and then yeah. change it up, leg yield or shoulder in back the other way, so that you're sort of yeah, you you have to maintain suppleness and, and not collapse yeah. on that inside shoulder.
4: Yeah, yeah, and it, it it goes back to that when when we're talking about inside leg to outside rein that that again, if I have a rider that is not um, that is not that doesn't quite get it, I go right back to to Traver, mm-hmm. Um because I think in the traverse on the wall it is easier for people to under to learn to understand how much the inside leg, you know. Um, and the outside reins still connect through that bend, and um, and only when they get that feel do I put them back on the invisible, on the imaginary line. And uh, you know what you just said, so so important. I, mean, I love these exercises. I, it's good for riders also to learn to maybe start in a few strides shoulder four field so that that um, forward intensity, the haunches don't start leading, and um one of my favorite exercises like you just mentioned one of the variations is the half pass back into regular half pass back into shoulder four into half pass into shoulder four you know like three four strides of half pass into shoulder four uh until you have actually a correct shoulder four and it's so funny when you have someone doing that for the first time they'll half pass as the shoulder four and it takes them to ig- ig- entire rest of the line to get that shoulder four correct and this is a really good sign that you've gone out of balance you know and um, yes so until you're good enough to go three strides half past three strides shoulder four three strides half Mm past three strides shoulder four you know that is a really good sign that you and your horse are in sync and in balance yeah Absolutely.
2: Well, Suzanne, thank you so much. We're going to, um, right after this commercial break, we're going to come back and we're going to change our, uh, to our judge's hat and talk about half past from the judge's perspective.
3: Coach Jen here, host of the horse tip daily show on the horse radio network. The way consumers interact with the brands they have trusted for years and those they are about to fall in love with for the first time is becoming more and more mobile, literally, and will continue to do so for the foreseeable future. Podcasts or internet radio shows like this one combine the new consumer preference for on-demand information and entertainment with the power of niche market audiences. Advertising on the Horse Radio Network podcasts allows you to reach the equestrian consumer using today's preferred on-demand delivery system. It's cost-effective and flexible, able to reinforce your existing marketing and social media strategies. To learn more about advertising on this show or any of the shows on the Horse Radio Network, contact us at 859-951-2022 or... You can email us at glenn at horseradionetwork.com. That's glenn with two N's at horseradionetwork.com. Come and join the Horse Radio Network family. You'll enjoy the ride.
2: So happy that our friend, Suzanne Hamilton, who is a large art judge, stuck around with us and we're going to continue our discussion on half passes, but now from the judge's perspective. So coming in and thinking third level, that's the first time we're going to see half pass mm. ever In, in you're going to see it all the way to Grand Prix. So what are some things that we're looking for at, from the judge's perspective on the half pass?
4: We're looking for fluidity in the movement, you know, we want, we want, uh, you know, a supple engaged forward thinking horse in the correct bend. And, uh, so many things can go wrong, um, in the judges booth when you're watching the half passes and, you know, and a lot depends on, uh, where you're sitting from, where you're, uh, if you have problems somewhere, um, one judge may, you know, if you have two judges, one at C and one at one at E or B, um, they're going to see different things. Um, you know, when I sit at sea, the things I see from the front often is um, haunches will be trailing, uh, you know, through lack of bend, rib cage, uh, haunches will be leading because, you know, people get excited and start using the outside leg before sending the horse in the right direction. I see a lot of times what we talked about earlier, leg yield was just some pole flexion. Uh, I see horses that go way to sideways. Then that is usually a sure sign that they're, they're they're lacking forward. Um, Some horses tilt their head. Um, When I sit at at E or B, the things I see is uh, more, um, then from the front is say, if I have loss of impulsion, uh, lack of engagement, I see uh, more of the connection problems. You know, I see if a horse goes behind the vertical from the side, a lot better than I do from the front. Um, other mistakes that can happen is, you know, error in rhythm, you know, your horse might misunderstand your, your aid, your outside leg going back and start cantering. Um, all of those things can happen. So anytime the half pass starts, I'm always crossing my fingers and toes. That'll be a good one.
3: <laughs>
1: I do that too when I'm riding.
4: Yeah, and coach. <laughs> Well, you're supposed to ride if you're riding, oh, not yeah. crossing. Toes, you know.
1: <laughs> I so forget. So um, tell us a little bit because you mentioned about pole tilting and we didn't really cover that in uh, in the training segment. So I mean, you're talking about a head that's sort of a little bit unlevel. You know, how do we? You know how much of a mistake is that? How do we correct that? What what are we talking about with that unlevel? Oh.
4: Well, you know the the problem. If you have a problem in a if you have a problem tilting, it's usually um, because something else further back is not going the right way. You know, you have if if your horse is tilting, you know, it's putting more. You know, either try and get away from, um, you know pressure in the bit on one side or the other but maybe because somewhere uh, between the ears and the tail there's there's a lock and um you know i think when you have that problem of tilting um the thing to go back to is to just really uh, get more suppleness through the rib cage through circles shoulders travel around there until the horse can evenly you know it, it, It sometimes it's just a matter of strength, you know, and they, you know, and um, I think that, you know, if, if the horse is even in both reins, because the, the, um, the purpose of the whole half pass is, is, is that the horse is, is even on both sides, um, you know, improving the, the collection by increased engagement. And if you, if you lack any of that, something like tilting can occur.
2: And so if you see the tilt, what happens
4: to your score? Is it, is it a modifier? Oh, my score? It'll, no, it'll go down a little. Yeah. You know? I mean, if you, if you have, if you have an, an eight for a half pass in the, in the shoulder freedom and the impulsion and the, you know, it'll go down to seven. If, if, if it was a, you know, a six in the first place, you know, it doesn't help. I yes. I don't right. I, you know, well yeah things not you know every every it's really hard to sit here and say when a horse yeah. does this it's such and such a yeah. score because you still have sure. a baseline you know you still have a horse i mean you have someone comes in that that is so stiff they're having a hard time bending anything and you know they're having mincy steps and then and then everything they do you know it just You have someone that comes in and it's this big, beautiful, swingy, swingy mover with nice engagement. And then suddenly they get a little tight and they tilt a little bit and then they they come back to it. You know, you, you, you have to weigh it. Yeah. uh, In the end you have to weigh it. definitely tilting, you know, tilting. It's not, it's not something you want. You, it means that something's wrong with your band bend.
2: Sure. And that makes sense. You know, when I think of a half pass or I'm riding half pass, I think of Stefan Peter's horses, you know, they just, they're like spiders sideways. You're like, oh my gosh, right. how does he do right. that? But I think that's for me, the visual of like a 10 half pass. I don't know if he, I'm sure he gets some 10s because they're just his, his for half sure, passes yes. on Ravel were just, okay, that's the way you want to do it. And I think that's right. important as we go through and think about it. You know, you want to have a half pass like Stefan Peter's where the horses really Reaching and I mean, it's unbelievable. Like,
1: I always liked Rusty. Yeah. Rusty had awesome. Rusty half had
2: off, also awesome half. Passes. Isabel
4: Worth's horses did. You know, yeah. And, yeah. and Charlotte. Oh my God. Yeah, you know, I mean, you he just, doesn't get any better than that. Yeah, and you think but, of that I think as riding.
1: Yeah, sorry. I think part of that beauty is that the horses look very adjustable. You know, like with just a little right. tweak, they could come back and be more passagie and a little bit of seat, and they would go out bigger into. Something that looks like, um, you know, uh, uh, an extended trot, half passes. You know, these are the best half passes for me
3: because
1: they're totally rideable. They're totally elastic. You know, I think I see, you know, quite a few horses that make nice half passes, but they're not adjustable at all, right? They just are, mm -hmm. boom, 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 you know, but you, you see this with the best riders in the world is that they're riding everything, a little forward, a little back you know, they could ride those half passes with more, um, shoulder expression and then more hind leg engagement and just, and I think that's, you know, when I'm training half passes, that's what I'm thinking about. And that's what I want to show a judge is that I come in, you know, maybe I start my half pass with a little bit more collected, then maybe I'll push it out a little bit and then maybe I'll come back to more collection, you know, back towards more collection because I want to show adjustability in my rides. And I think, you know, everybody can appreciate how that looks, including the judges. So, um, right. I think, yeah. you know, that's my other thing. And, and the other thing I was going to ask you about is what about horses that will become irregular in, in the, in this diagonal line? Well, that's, a, that's
4: that's, that's unfortunate. That's a big mistake too. You know? <laughs> yeah. Uh oh. Yeah.
1: <Uh-oh. laughs> yeah. yeah is, that an, is that a bell ring? Do, I mean, because we see it and not a lot. No. Of judges,
4: oh no, no, because, Absolutely right. okay. not. Um, Absolutely not, because that could just be the um, result of um, tension. You know, you can't you can't ding a horse out for tension. You know, if the same horse goes a straight line and it's got a rhythm problem and that a consistent one, then then the bell will ring. But um, in a half pass, it's it, you know, it's it can just be a sign of tension, and then you have to score. Um, in accordance to that, you know, you, you can say tension or, you know, rhythm problem. If I, you know, rhythm problem as in my horse starts cantering, that's, you know, that's losing rhythm right there. And then, then I'll say lost rhythm, you know, started to canter and went back to the trot lost rhythm, you know, enough said, you don't have to explain to them that their horse cantered. They know that, but really what happened, it's lost its rhythm.
3: Yeah.
4: And then yeah. if, if it's like, if you see a, a slight unevenness you definitely have to address that, uh, on, on your score. But again, you go by what comes in in the first place.
1: Yeah. Yeah. You and know. then uh, another, another question. Sorry. I got all these judges questions because I don't get to talk to <laughs> judges a whole lot. Yeah. We don't do um, judges. Yeah. <laughs> so what about, uh, you're creating a third level freestyle, um, what about people who maybe will take a very steep half pass line in the third level for freestyle? I mean, do you look well upon that? Or, I mean, do we prefer to see a longer line? Um, you know, obviously you want to show the best half pass that you got, but what, what do you, what do you think there, about
4: that? I think there, there you have it. Um, I'm actually not a huge one to ask on that because we at, at, at my level at large R we don't get, to judge a lot of freestyles. And, um, we, you know, we, we are always looking for a better education and, and that's actually a, not a question that sort of come up, but I would say if you go out and you say, boy, I'm going to make the hardest, steepest half pass that I can make. And then in the end you lose all your forward intent and you lose your fluidity and the horse isn't able to, you know, um, to, to engage or it's, it's, it's it's getting flat because it then then that hurts you right then mm-hmm. right
3: yeah it doesn't, doesn't
1: help it, don't it think doesn't, doesn't help any half-pass.
4: rules about it but it doesn't i mean it wouldn't help you you know if you're gonna do a half pass in a level and your horse is good at it show me the best one you can make that's what i think yeah I, and while you're while you're asking i better look that all up but i i think i think it's pretty much your choice where you put it yeah, i think it's your choice yeah no yeah. it is it, i think you're right it, it is
2: in and agreed if it's good highlight it if it's not uh do the minimum right. requirement <laughs> yeah. and go to something it definitely you're don't at.
4: make it steeper because yeah you got yeah. the sideways thing you know
2: yeah. and 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 that's you know always good to think about you know each level has how steep the half pass should be and and it increases as you go from third level to fourth level to pre st george you know and all the way up to grand prix right. so you know, that's what you have to think about is, you know, going back to sort of that imaginary line we talked about in the beginning uh, on the trainer side, you know, that is what the judges are looking for, at least, you know, not a judge, but what really,
4: what really helps you for fluidity is if you're managing, you know, in your, in your half pass, say you come around the corner and you ride your half pass, it's, it's really, really preferable and and for the fluidity if you can manage to take that very first step sideways with the inside foreleg Mm -hmm. and instead of you know any of the others (laughs) yeah
1: yeah yeah Yeah. just one step over yeah and then you have your line
4: yeah yeah awesome well susanna thank you so
2: much for coming on and, and dissecting half pass for us it's such a beautiful movement to watch and um, i
4: love my half pass yes. there's <laughs> one more one more small thing that i should, yes. I should just say because we we just jumped right into the trot and then we you know when when phil you and your earlier saying about passage and we can't forget that um the the uh, half pass is performed at the collected trot the collected canter and the passage So, you know, and there, I think what you see when these really world-class people go right there, um, right there, half passes in the, and they get that um, accordion effect, you know, where they can really bring them back and really write them out and really, you know, it's, it's such a beautiful thing to watch. And um, I always, you know, just taught a long clinic yesterday. There's several people. I just, I like to bring it back. And I like to take it out, you know, really make the, make the most of transition within the gates in your half passes. Once you're able to do the half passes, transitions, transitions, transitions within the gates and, you know, so that you make that a flexible movement.
2: Yeah. And I think that's a great point. You know, it's, it, it's performed also in Cantor and then you have the Cantor zigzags. I mean, there's, there's lots of elements to half passes. It's a huge yeah. portion of, of what we do. Uh, so no, right. I agree. Um, and, and a great point. Uh, we could, we could spend, we could spend two days on this. Oh, uh, yeah. It's such a, <laughs> such a big topic, but, uh, no, you're absolutely right. So, well, thank you so much for your time tonight. And how can our
4: listeners find you online? I have a website, crystalspringfarm.net, and uh, yeah, I'm not hard to find. Awesome. (laughs) Thanks so much for your time tonight. (laughs) You bet. Good night.
2: Well, tonight we are so happy to have Karen Isberg, president of Kentucky Performance Products, back on the show. Karen, welcome to the program. Oh, thank you. It's always so nice to be with you and Philip Reese. We love it. Well, I was so, it was so fun. Last weekend, you came over to the farm and we had a fantastic clinic with Jessica Ranshausen. So I was able to actually see you in person and see your awesome horses, and I don't know if everybody knows about the horses. I'm springing this on you, but can you can you tell us about Leo and Dodger? Oh, well, okay. Well, I think
5: most people that listen to the Horse Radio Network know about Leo because we've been <laughs> bragging on him for a while, but um, he's a Danish warm blood that we imported, that I imported a couple of years ago. Um, he came to this country kind of knowing not much, a little bit of dressage and a little bit of stadium jumping and he has turned into just a really nice event horse. He loves to jump. He loves Megan Lynn, who is his rider. And he went on um, this winter to um, win the CIC One Star at Red Hills and then to play second at the CCI One Star in Ocala. So we're really happy and pleased with him. And, you know, we're just continuing on with his education. And then this summer, because, you know, Horses are like potato chips; you can't just have one. <laughs> I ended up buying another um, upper-level horse, and his name is the Dodger, and he's an older horse. He's a two-star horse, and he's uh, his his grandsire is a horse named Cruising. I don't know if you would recognize that's a his famous name or horse, isn't it? He's a famous jumper, mm-hmm. yeah. And so we like to tease um, Dodger because Dodger has like springs in his legs. He's he's um, <laughs> uh, a Connemara cross on a um, Irish warm blood and he just he's not a he's not a huge horse, but he just it's like effortless. he just bounces over the jumps like <laughs> and so and so Megan is um riding him right now at the two star level to get some more experience to get ready for when Leo goes. so we're having a ball.
2: Oh, I love it.
1: Fun. So fun. Yeah.
2: <laughs> so so with that, I don't know if everybody knows that about you, but you really are like the the best owner. You're fantastic. And and so with that said, we decided today to talk a little bit about um how to handle your competition horses supplement-wise and nutritionally when you're on the road because it is a very challenging topic for us that are traveling. You guys are all over, we're all over. So so what are some strategies we can use? Well, I think the two
5: things that the two main things I think you really want to try to to um, maintain and maintain in top commis- condition. I can't talk today, are you know your gastrointestinal tract and then your horse's immune system. And what's nice is that those two blend very well together. Like the gastrointestinal tract has a huge impact on the immune system. So if your horse's gut is operating well. And his immune system is operating well. So you can use just a couple of products to make sure that everything is staying balanced and your horse will remain pretty healthy on the road. So it's not too hard to to do it.
2: So what are some strategies to do it?
5: Well, um, one of the biggest strategies, as we know, know, there's been a lot lot of research done that shows that um, a horse has a negative immune response when being shipped, that it's very hard on them and it lowers their immune levels. And one of the things that you can give them to increase their immune levels when they're shipping is vitamin E. And we've talked a lot about vitamin E on this show, um, as far as supporting muscle and nerve systems, but it also supports the immune system. So, um, a couple thousand I of vitamin E, um, most performance horses will be on at least that anyway. So you can give that, uh, as you're getting ready to leave for the horse show uh, in the liquid form, and that will help kind of bump up their immune system while you're traveling and while you're showing. So, with my horses, I use um, our product Elevate WS, which is a liquid vitamin E, and I give them six mLs, which is three thousand IU of vitamin E. I start it three days before they leave for the show. They have it the whole time they're at the show, and then three days after. So that. That protects muscle as well as immune system when they're showing.
1: So sure. no vitamin E, is there any any chance of overdosing on it or giving too much? I mean, you know, what are we thinking? You really about there?
5: can't. Um, okay. We it's have water soluble isn't it? That are on. Yeah, we it well. It's water. It's still a fat soluble vitamin, so it's still accumulated okay. in the body, and that is the reason why many of the fat soluble vitamins can become toxic because they're not. They're not urinating them away like they are the water-soluble vitamins like vitamin C and vitamin D, where you can just, can just eat it and eat it and eat it, and anything they don't need, they just urinate away. Um, so they are collected in the system, but the the research shows us that you can feed 20,000 IU of vitamin E for months and months and months to horses without any problem. So if you're following the recommendations and the directions um, on a good product, say like our elevate product, then you should have no issues with toxicity at all.
2: Fantastic. And what about, you know, uh, so what do you do with, the, so you do vitamin E, anything else that you can do kind of to protect both? You, absolutely. So you want to make sure
5: that you're, you're keeping the gut um, healthy and you want to make sure you're keeping not only the gut tissues healthy, but also the microorganisms that live in the gut healthy. That's very important. Everybody knows that horses are hind gut fermenters, and there's a whole population of bugs, microbes in there that help the horse break down the fiber that they eat, the hay and the grass. And if there's a if those become out of balance, if if a lot of them die all at once, then that can cause toxins to leak into the horse's bloodstream, and that's where you'll see a horse that founders. Um, so it's important uh-huh. to keep that. the the pH balance, right. And of course, horses that are stressed, they can get ulcers in their stomach Mm -hmm. if, if they're not eating consistently or if they're particularly stressed. So you want to use a digestive supplement. I of course would recommend our Nalox Advanced for that. And that has ingredients in it that buffer the stomach acids and coat the stomach so that when you do have periods where the horse um, isn't eating, uh, at the same time every day that they're used to or if they're in a trailer and maybe they're not, they're not eating their hay as well in the trailer or you're changing feeds because you're traveling, this product will protect their stomach. And then it also has some um, probiotics and prebiotics in it that help the hind gut, that keep it the, uh, the acid levels in balance and actually feed the microbes so that they stay healthy. And if you have a healthy digestive tract, of course your horse eats better. Um, you have less problems with any kind of colic, or or laminitis, or diarrhea from traveling. And then that also hurt, helps your horse's immune system.
2: That makes sense. I, I oh, myself, maybe I'm I'm getting older, but I've tried a probiotic, and Matt, it's it's actually I feel so much better on so many levels. It's amazing. <laughs> so I get it, like because I I started that. Uh, I had started it when I was sick and I just kept going and I feel lots better. So that makes sense. And it does make a difference when it's particularly when they're under
5: stress that you try to, you know, as much as we can, when we're on the road, we try to manage our horses the same way we would at home. We try to feed them at the same time. We bring our feed with us. We bring our hay with us and we try to keep everything as consistent as we can. But as you know, you know, when you're competing, you know, you may have a class or, you know, you may be stadium jumping at the same time of the afternoon where you're normally feeding your horse. Right. So, well, that's not going to be me. Would...
1: I'm not going to be stadium jumping when I'm. No, exactly. Yeah, that's...
2: <laughs> You're safe on that
5: route with this crew. But uh, yes, you may be, you may be piaffing or passaging. Away yes. Yeah. <laughs> when, when normally you would feed your horse. And so, you know, the, the microbes in the horse's gut are very sensitive. Um, and, you know, if they're not fed at consistent time, they'll, there'll be a certain amount of die-off of these bugs. Then your horse can sustain minor die-offs. But if you get big ones, then that's when you have problems. So if you can support a healthy uh, microbiome in the gut with some supplements, and then, of course, you know, t- really good management, then you'll find that your horses very rarely have problems even when they're on the road.
1: And so you so, do suggest- just a, yeah, sorry. I just wanted a quick question. I mean, when you have a, a class, you know, just exactly like you said, when you should be feeding, what what are you going to do? Are you going to feed a small amount before and a small amount after? You know, uh, how long before can you give a big meal if your horse eats a lot of grain? Like, what, what are we doing as far as, you know, just a schedule and, 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 and graining the horse? Um, you know, what are your recommendations around that? Because, you know, you hear no big meals like forty five minutes after a ride or, or whatever. So now you're the, the schedule is a little bit tough to manage for these show horses.
5: It is sometimes and you know, one thing that, that I think is is good is to feed within a window of time. So, you know, don't feed your horse at six o'clock every day. You know, feed between five and seven every day so that you have a little window of opportunity there for for the 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 bugs to experience some change that's just normal. So sometimes, you know, feed it at 5.30 or sometimes feed at 6 or 6.30. And it also gets your horse used to getting fed at different times. So they don't get as stressed. Oh, my God, at 6 o'clock, I have to eat. Um, that's something that that you can do. Uh, Just put into that, that kind of into your management schedule. Um, And also I agree, you know, you don't want to feed a big heavy meal an hour before your horse goes out and you don't want to feed them until they're good and cool after you're done with whatever you're doing. So typically that's an hour or so that you have to wait. So you can do that. Um, You can just, you can, and most horses will tolerate that. Like I said, most horses will tolerate those changes pretty well, especially if you already have uh, a nice, healthy, digestive tract so the supplements that you're giving are basically are, are basically helpful in that they help maintain that digestive tract so when it is challenged that it responds in a better manner it's not already in a position where it's 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 stressed and then you're stressing it yet again so that's 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 the way you need to look at this this is kind of a maintenance situation and then you know I we we just we try to feed them as close as we can to their feeding schedules, and then um, we make sure that they have hay in front of them all the time. That goes a long way towards um, keeping the hind gut healthy and, and a horse can eat hay up until you take them out of the stall to go out for your ride
2: yeah and, and and what about the hay? Like, you know in an ideal world, obviously we would we could all travel with the same hay, but you know, sometimes that's not a reality. How does that work?
5: well, what is, what is, the research shows is that, the first week that you're making a hay change is is the most critical week. That's when if you're going to have a colic or if you're going to have an issue, that's when it is. So if you can bring, if it's possible, and it's not always possible, but if you can bring enough hay so that if you know you're going to be getting new hay, you can make that change over four, five, mm-hmm. six days. So you just, you start feeding a flake of the new hay and a, a couple of flakes of your old hay and you do that for a day or two and then you Put in two flakes and one flake, or and you just switch it slowly. Then there's a lot less of a chance that your horse will have problems with it. Got it. And being consistent. If you're feeding grass hay, you want to feed them grass hay when you know the grass hay that you get. You want to when it's new. When you're getting new hay, you want to get grass hay again. You don't want to go from grass hay to alfalfa. If you're making that kind of change, and sometimes you have no choice, then you need to lengthen that period of switch over to more like two weeks because those are very different um, nutrient sources for those bugs to handle. That makes sense
2: Yeah makes sense Yes yeah, that makes sense. I know I, I was like the window I was like hmm I may have to work in the window tomorrow morning here in the barn we'll see my kiddos <laughs> would <nabby abby. laughs> well, you not know,
5: be I- this is the same thing when you change when you get a new load of feed in your or hay in your barn, you should follow the same kind of schedule. You shouldn't just use up all your old hay and then start throwing that new hay in. You should switch your horses over if you can, if you have that opportunity. It's better for them.
2: Yeah. That's really makes
1: interesting. It up. Yeah,
2: yeah. Very yeah, good. Makes it. Well, Karen, as always, thank you so much for coming on the program. How would our listeners find you online? Um,
5: they can go to kppusa.com. They can go to our Facebook page, Kentucky Performance Products. And, um, there's phone numbers on the, uh, the Facebook page and you can call us Monday through Friday, eight to five. We're happy to answer any questions or that if you have a question, you can always get on Facebook and leave a message there because we look at that kind of 24 seven.
1: I hear um, I need to get on the the mailing list, on the email list.
5: Yes. The the newsletter newsletter
1: that you guys put out that it's really great.
5: We, we put out a monthly newsletter called the nutritional minute. And we called it the nutritional minute because we know how busy all these horse people are and that they want to just look, look, have a quick minute to look at something. And you can um, subscribe to that by going to the, the, the website and there's a link on the website.
0: This week's dressage training tip is brought to you by Total Saddle Fit, home of the shoulder relief gird at totalsaddlefit.com.
2: Well, tonight for the Total Saddle Fit tip of the week, we have been doing this. Jen has been surprising Phil and I on air. We do not know this tip, uh, so it's kind of a little, little, it's like our little game, a little Jeopardy or something. So, Jen, what is our Total Saddle Fit uh, trainer tip
3: topic well, it's, it's a little bit like uh, truth or dare, isn't it? Yeah, no, it's kind of fun.
1: <laughs> we
2: like it. Phil and I kind of like it. We don't prepare yeah, at this all this a right? like for this challenge,
1: right? Right now, saying, yeah. We've been doing this for five years. We're pretty good at doing the uh, answering the questions and stuff. And now, so we just kind of do it blind.
3: This is well, we we're just talking about... thinking on their feet. Yeah. All right, here we go. Dun dun dun. Hey, Jen, please ask this of Reese and Philip. I have my first just. First dressage show ever coming up in one month, and I'm a little confused about the salute. How should the salute be done? I've seen everything from a quick nod to a dramatic, in capital letters, sweeping bow. Is the salute part of my score? In other words, will I get dinged if I mess it up? And what do you do with your whip while you're saluting? Thanks a bunch, Marianne.
1: This is uh, this is a great question. It's kind of you know, we're, we're all kind of giggling, chuckling here as we listen to it because we have seen many iterations of the of the yes. salute, and it's not really covered all that well because it is not part of the score, uh, except but for the one thing. The one topic that you brought up is the whip. The whip must be in your non-saluting hand, so yes. that's covered in the rules. And you'll get a comment and maybe a 0.5 deduction for saluting with the whip. Um, so I think the salute can be with either hand. You can do it with the left or the right. It's more of just a dropping the hand to your side, uh, straight elbow, and and a, and a nod with your head. So um, previously it's been a little bit more complicated for guys riding in the, in the FEI ring because if you have a hat, you have to take the hat had had to take the hat off and salute with it. But most of us, we don't have to deal with that anymore, so that's kind of okay. Um, yeah, you are.
3: Yeah. Uh,
1: any any other any other things about yeah, the so salute?
2: Yeah, I think that's that's it's right. Make sure you put your whip. I I personally am right-handed, so I salute with my right hand. So, and a lot of times when I show, I'll go ahead and keep my whip in my right hand. So when I halt, and I practice this, and and we will cover halting later uh, this summer. But I halt, and I put my whip in my left hand and the reins so you have to practice this a little bit i put my right hand down bring my head down bring my head up and i gather my reins and my whip with my right hand so it's yeah. hand head down head up bring your hand back to the reins um and i say personally take your time so i'm not in the dramatic bow category necessarily but yeah. i also if you know ideally you've practiced this and this is very important when when we practice tests we always have people practice the center lines and and salute because it's easy to forget it. Uh, and if you forget it, you will get a deduction. Ow. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Dude, yeah, a lot of people yeah, no no
1: drop of the salute. And then and yeah. the other thing is, unless you're in the military, you, it's not a military salute. So you are not bringing your your hand to your forehead. That's right. So That's we right. see that some once in a while with uh, yeah. And you know if it's okay happens. to watch a few riders and to do it, or you can. Google it on YouTube or whatever to see some salutes if you're not still not sure. But um, yeah, it's just simple hand down, head nod. You know, yep. don't scare your horse by whipping your hand. You know, real quick down by their side or whatever. Right. You know, uh-huh. and, and once in a while with a nervous horse, I would I sometimes you know as I pick up the reins, I'm going to give him a little scratch on the wither or a little pat, yep. pat with my hand because that's you're not going to get deduction for any of that you know sort of stuff because you're just calming the horse a little bit. So you know, you might see a little bit of that as well.
3: Yeah. Well, well, I, I learned totally something re- new. I didn't yeah. know you were allowed to salute with either hand. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. I most people, know. most people. salute see it with, with right, right
1: hand. hand almost 90% oh. of the time because of right handed people. But, um, okay. yeah, there's no rule about left hand, right hand.
3: Well, how about that? I learned something. Well, thank you for writing in Marianne, because I didn't know that before. Ta-da. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> well, thank you, Marianne.
2: It's, it's awesome.
0: This tip was brought to you by Total Saddle Fit, the shoulder relief girth that Reese and Philip both love. And here's why. The saddle fit solution you have been waiting for is finally here. Totalsaddlefit.com is proud to introduce the shoulder relief girth. This strategically shaped girth actually moves the girth line of your saddle back over one inch, thereby freeing your horse's shoulders from the saddle. Traditional girths pull saddles up against a horse's shoulders and often over the top of the shoulders. The shoulder relief girths recessed ends allow for the billets to buckle into the girth farther back to give your horse unparalleled freedom of motion. We are so certain that your saddle will fit better and your horse will be more comfortable that for a limited time we are offering a 30-day, 110% money-back guarantee. If you are not totally satisfied with your shoulder relief girth, send it back for a full refund plus 10% of the purchase price. Don't wait. Order now for the best saddle fit solution available. At totalsaddlefit.com. Visit totalsaddlefit.com.
2: Well, as always, you can find our show notes and links to today's guests on our website, DressageRadio.com. Like us on Facebook, just search Dressage Radio Show. Follow us on Twitter at Horse Radio. My website is MapleCrestFarmKY.com and my email is Reese at Horseradionetwork.com.
1: The best way to find or get in touch with me is on Facebook and my email is Philip at Horseradionetwork.com. I'd like to thank our sponsors this week for allowing us to put on a good show And don't forget to check out all the other shows on the Horse Radio Network at horseradionetwork.com.
2: Everybody, keep your heels down and your shoulders back, and we can't wait to talk to you next week.